Hey, welcome to the Culture Kings Podcast, the podcast that I don't host. But it is hosted by my good friends Edgar Montplazier and Jockey Snail. Very good guys. These guys are just going to talk about pop culture, sports, you know, a lot of shit. Shit people care about. I don't know how to put it. It's like... Podcast, but like a mosh pit. And if you ask him to stop, he'll start shit. I'm talking sports to politics to back and forth. They plead the fifth, and now I'm coming back for more. Ring, ring, really big ring. Basquiat with the crowny thing. With the comedians with the clowny thing. So you better bow down as the Coach Kings. He's, a, he's in that fragile state right Yeah, now. especially when I saw how, how long he grew out his hair. And he had this big beard. I'm like, damn. How many guys have you known, you by the way? going through it. How many huh? guys have you known, by the way, since we started that just had them kind of just... Since the dudes Break from stand up, I mean, wasn't there that dude who like had a really dark time? He used to be a doorman. Yeah. Oh, he got kidnapped and taken to Oregon by one of those girls that like lives on the Hollywood Boulevard, essentially. Oh my god, bro! And like, then he came back and he talked about it for a week, and he was like the most like everyone wanted to see his set, and then they realized he's still the same stand up, and they went back to not watching. <laughs> yeah, they were just like, oh, let's see if this experience made. Yeah, him I like watching stand up. I like watching, but if you're like three minutes on open mic and a dude's like. Doing machine gun sounds for like three minutes. It gets a little, you know what I'm saying? Without saying, hello, how are you? Yeah, he, um, he's I good though. I like He used shit. to be a really cool, chill dude. And then, yeah, I, I saw him later on and I, I could look in his eyes and tell that yeah. something. But you know, you're 100% right. There's all these people that you first meet when you move to LA. And then over time, you just either some of them are like still your friends or you don't talk to them anymore, but you see that they're doing well. Yeah. But then there's that small Ooh. group of them that like, yeah. it's like, darkness to no i know i you know and i almost i almost got close myself this year to kind of being one of those but not really close but i was worried that i was on the trajectory to being that and thankfully i took enough steps and i had enough support and shit yeah. going on this thing gets lonely man it's a wonderful it's a wonderful city i love it to death but it, it does it gets lonely sometimes That's la is a very lonely city yeah. it's fun though <clears throat> it's a lot of fun lot of fun. i think in even in just how the neighborhoods are set apart or like you know like for example between jakees and i I rarely text Jaquise to hang out because you live in Burbank. And in my mind, I immediately go, that's too far. Which is not. Which it's not. It's but not that's how it is. Like, it's about 15 minutes away. <laughs> but uh, I'll, I'll text ta- Alejandro first because he's like, he lives a street over. Right. Right, right. Convenience. Well, yeah. yeah, to me, I explored like all sections of LA through comedy for the first few years. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I went out with somebody a couple weeks ago that she lives in downtown, right? Mm-hmm. And. And she took me to all these places downtown, and I realized I have never been downtown to not do comedy. Uh, and so you like, started seeing like other spots never walked around. I'm like, this place like is nice. I can't afford any of this shit. Thank God. Yeah. You know. Yeah, dude. That's that's the cool thing about LA. Like when I used to do tours, I would just tell people it's just it's like a town of pockets. Mm. Pockets. Like there's a whole bunch of pockets around where you can. There's something for everybody and everything. Uh, but. You have to find it. Yeah. So I'm sure that I wouldn't be surprised if I found out there was a little a little Fiji somewhere in Los Angeles. Oh America. yeah, like <laughs> one of those neighborhoods. Like there's yeah. maybe ten Fijians in Fiji, but like two of them in America. Yeah, I just found a little Ethiopia last year. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that this neighborhood existed. Yeah, yeah. and it's Ethiopia. dope. It's nice. Yeah. It's a little strip. It's, it's not just, very yeah, big. It's literally just strip. one street. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's like two blocks. San Vicente, on one right? Street. Like between Pico and Olympic. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But there. it's I, I watched um have you guys ever seen um uh Gold in the City it's uh fuck what was his name? He was a he was a chef. Uh oh, and yeah. um and like he and he like specializes in a lot of the unknown places that people don't like places in strip malls and like 
shit like that. Mm. Ah, he died a few years ago. Oh, is this uh, Jonathan Gold? Jonathan Gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Arnold loves that nigga. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he had a a documentary a couple years ago. Like he died last year, but he had a documentary a couple years ago, just about that, just about how there's so many little areas in L.A. that nobody. Fuck even knows about nobody even searches out because you'll just drive past. Because I guarantee, like you said, oh man, I just discovered Little Ethiopia, but I guarantee you've probably driven past I've that driven block past it so, many, so times. many times. Yeah, and it's just like all these things that are around you that you're not even clocking. Yeah, uh, you were like, damn, I didn't know that was right there. Uh, so it's pretty crazy, man. That that is the one thing that makes LA so lonely. You and know? I, I think that's why uh, uh, a lot of locals of Los Angeles get so upset at us transplants when we complain about it and trash it and stuff like that. Because yeah. they're just like, you don't even really fuck with my city. And yeah. you're out here with your strong opinions about it. Like, my friend Alex, who you also know, I would always trash L.A. And he's like, Edgar, you've only hung out in one neighborhood. You've literally only hung out in one neighborhood here and you're trashing the whole city. And he was right. Like, the more I expanded and went to other places, I saw more of it. But, like, you know, you have transplants who move here. They only live in Hollywood, only hang out with Hollywood people. And then they walk away and they go, oh, all of L.A. sucks. And it's just like, nah, the people that you hate are also other transplants that live in Hollywood with. Yeah, and especially in our shit. Yeah. Like, most people <laughs> yeah, yeah. just hang out with comedians. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what you got to do, man, is you got to find, every neighborhood has a Sacagawea. You got to find every neighborhood Sacagawea. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So Sacagawea, Sacagawea was, uh, uh, I know who Sacagawea is. I just don't know what it means. <laughs> I'm saying that, when, find a I'm guide, saying that yeah. when you don't know land, there's I'll someone that, somebody who knows yeah, land. Like, for instance, I work at a bar on the east side of town. Mm-hmm. I work there two days a week. Where you work at? Uh, you roast again on, on Hillhurst. I run Bingo and Trivia there two days a week. It's I did not public. know that. You didn't know that? I it's I my go little there studio. every other day, probably. It's my I, little studio. Crazy. I test weird ass material out there in between calling bingo balls and shit like that. At where? Ye Rustic Inn on Hill. That's Rustic. where I know you from. That's where you know. Okay. Have you, so been, in the like... night? Have you been in the nights before? Uh, <laughs> yes. I remember one time. Okay. All right. Wait, hold That's on. For fans, though, one for fans, I just want you to know that this is a person that is on the podcast that Chakees. Met at a bar. Usually, <laughs> they accuse me of being like, Edgar just brings on niggas that he met at a bar. But this uh, is someone that Jaquise met at a bar. I met at a bar that Edgar still bought on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but yes, that's why. All right, so I was in the middle of Whole30. Oh, okay. Right before mm. I went on that cruise last year. Yeah. And it was me and a few other people. And we were. it was bingo night. You were the, 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 the person, the host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we won like three times. Yeah. And we couldn't take advantage of anything because it was like you win a free appetizer, mm-hmm. you get free shots, you get this, and we was like we can't take advantage of any of this shit because we were 30. all on whole thirty, <laughs> 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 and it was a miserable fucking night that we couldn't. It was should have been That's a great night, funny. but it was so dessert? miserable. I probably gave you all dessert or something. Uh, we couldn't do that. Okay. Like whole thirty is essentially you can't do anything. All you just eat meat. Uh, uh, which was I don't know why we went to a bar. Yeah, because even the chicken wings is covered in bread. As bread and yeah. sauce and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I, I knew you would have let y'all bit my leg or some shit like that. I had no idea, <laughs> I had no idea that was going on there. You probably don't know this voice that you're hearing. Welcome to Culture Kings. Ooh. You're hearing uh, from a very, well, I'm Edgar Mopazir. Uh, Jackie's new. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga was midwater and didn't put any effort <laughs> to say his name at all. Yeah. Uh, but the person that we have on today is someone that I've known for a very, very long time. Uh, I met him the first day I ever moved to Los Angeles. Right. It was the day Robin Williams died, and this nigga was That was deep. the first day you moved here? First day I moved here. Where I went it? to an open mic at 
the now defunct uh, Meltdown Comics. Uh, and he was there, and this nigga was deep in his feelings. And he had already known my roommates. I don't know how he knew them, but you had known my roommates previously. And so you were talking to them, and I just saw the dude, and he was like professing to everybody how depressed he was about Robin Williams. And I was like, maybe this is just a fluke. You know, this guy is just like this, you know, once. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I would see this dude, he's someone who lets you know what he's thinking, what he's feeling, he'll say whatever he thinks. It's a very effective way for him to play the game of basketball. He'll say something that just sticks in your mind. One time we were playing ball, and I'm working this dude because, you know, I'm just a better basketball player than this dude overall. No no offense. But uh, he said something to me that made me bad. And he's like, you're just a dude who talks out of the side of his mouth. <laughs> and that fucked me up for the rest of the game. <laughs> like, I wasn't hitting shots anymore. I was Damn, doing I it. And shots. I was like, because I kept thinking. I was like, am I actually talking out the side of my mouth? Uh, but. He's a very funny stand-up. <laughs> I still don't, still don't know what that. I don't know what I'm that. Means I don't know either. what it means, I know, bro. I'm but gonna it here, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. I still don't quite know the Sacagawea thing. Exactly, but you're gonna think about it forever. Apparently, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. One of the one of the best dishes I got that I've never understood still to this day. I oh, bought yeah. white sneakers and I, and I was in a group of mainly black comics, and then another black comic came through, and he was like, "Mike, why do you buy white shoes? You know you'd be playing in the mud." And then, <laughs> And then everyone See, died laughing. See, I don't. I get that. <laughs> Wait, how about when I called you the Obi Trice of your friend group? That's oh, not man. a solid. Disc. I've been called the Isaiah Rashad and Obi Trice of my friend group. <laughs> the Isaiah Rashad. The Isaiah Rashad. Yeah, one of those is much my, worse. Than the other. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Isaiah Rashad is still a great rapper. He's a great rapper. Obi Trice was. I'm sure at one point. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Three trailer park girls go around the outside. <laughs> and Edgar, that's, that's the only that part of Obi Trice I know. used to hurt my feelings. Yeah, well, because you would be roasting everybody. So I was like, I have to say something to this nigga to uh, stop him. But he's a very funny stand-up comedian. You've yeah. seen his shit on golf media. He's also performing all over town. Please give it up for Mike Menendez. Yes, everybody in your car right now, give it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> clap your if you driving clap. right now pull over clap your hands Edgar by the way man, Mike may, I, may I say I'm always happy when uh, when Cuban people and Haitian people come together because it's very few and far between well you yeah. know what that is also an attack that you would constantly use on me and uh, that's not uh, an attack <laughs> <laughs> is that your Haitian yeah, well, it just basketball. He'd be like, "Well, you know, Edgar can only jump so high because he has them Haitian legs." <laughs> I didn't say nothing like that. Yeah, you would say wild shit, Mike. Like Mike, you would say you are the king of trash talk. I was. You the admit king of that? Not that anymore. I'm, call, I'm calm now. No, I'm just bullshit. I still trash talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm smaller than you, man. I'm That's smaller. what I'm saying. I was also rounder than you at the time, so I had to get like get like way rounder than you in short. So I had to get in your head somehow. I had a few plays on you. Yeah, you had, I mean, you've hit a couple of threes in my face. My problem with you was is that you used to bulldog in and, like, mm -hmm. put your elbow on a person's chest, and then you go foul because the chest got in the way of your elbow. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Why would He's I not trying. do you that? You played like Charles Oakley. Why would I not do <laughs> you that? You had, like, a Charles Oakley I, of course. Of play. Look, James Harden has built an entire career off of shit like that, where if you initiate the contact, it don't matter who's contacting you, they're contacting you. That's a foul. But, but after all the trauma and drama that we've been through, would I play with you again in, in a heartbeat? Because I'd, I'd rather, on the bathroom hall, I'd rather argue with you than to be with someone else. I mean, that's what everyone always says, right? Draymond Green's a nigga that you hate until he's on your team. Exactly. Well, I mean, those are the best players that you like on your team. Because they're going to do the dirty work, oh, man. That's right. Uh, like, there's still, the only way I could ever play hockey, for instance, is if you just put me out there to hit niggas with, like, a stick. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a part of the game. It's Peace. not. It's probably not. That's a that's a phrase. They have enforcers, that's a right? I've never heard before. I say they got enforcers, right? I'm sure there's Isn't a lacrosse player that said that. Yeah, but I think enforcers are like they like. Are they called most, goons? They're called yeah, goons. Yeah, they call goons. They like shoulder people and stuff like that. They're not out here hitting niggas with their stick. I mean, stick. I, you know, then I won't hit them with the stick. I won't be egregious, but like, <laughs> I'll be that nigga. Uh, I can ice skate a little. Be bit. that nigga in hockey. Uh, all right, you said you had a bone to pick with us with basketball. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, no, I already right picked that. that bone with Menendez about how he's was a that trash it? Just talker. a trash talker? He's a trash talker. He said some wild shit. Did that, you feel you know? the love, though? I do feel the love. I, I do feel like at the <laughs> end of every game. At the end of every game, you would come up and be like, look, this is basketball. This is basketball. You me up and stuff like that. All right, what's yeah. the crazy? Because that's not a bone. Everybody talks no, trash No, but the thing, these, these, these got really wild. So yeah. that's what I wanted to know. What's the wildest? Like, let's get the real bone. Like, we would be jawing and... Each yeah. other's and I think the other one was like, I think he's gonna hit me, but both of okay. us, both of us, are like, I'm not gonna hit him, but I think he's gonna hit me. Yeah, I that mean, would happen sometimes. Well, because I, I loved him, I used to see him at improv space all the time. He yeah. was part of a group of people that kind of like were not. I'm, I don't want to say little brothers because you guys were like a year and a half before us, but like just younger. Yeah, yeah we were younger, younger than y'all, and then like we all hung out together. I mean, yeah, Edgar. we go to mics together, and, and that, then eighty percent of y'all quit stand up. <laughs> yeah, we did, but you know, but then also the ones that are still doing stand up are the ones that are least successful. So. <laughs> so. I'm being honest, bro. George George Lennonberg quit stand up and now he's in every superhero movie, Transformers movie that you can think of. I love that guy so True. Much. Uh but yeah. Edgar, that's also like I, I mean, I saw you and Carl almost get in a fight on a basketball court. Uh this so. is my uh, this is my thing, bro. This is my thing. <laughs> so. Is there's a there's a thing where people talk and then they get upset when you respond. And that's something I've never really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Carl is very guilty of that. Carl will be talking the most shit, and then you say something to Carl, and immediately it's like, "How you talking shit? You talking?" I'm like, "Nigga, you've been talking." The whole reason we were playing basketball is because Carl kept talking shit, and I said, "Let's go to the park right now." We were at my house, and we went to a park at midnight. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't stop talking shit. It was the, the truest story, uh, and I had to sit and watch you niggas play basketball, and eventually watch Carl just quit. No, uh, I quit. Or you quit. That's right. I quit you because quit. I, it hit me in that moment where I was just like, even if I win, he won't stop talking shit. Mm-hmm. So I stopped playing. There you go. I feel that. All right, so what's your bone to pick with me then? Yeah, my bone to pick with you has to do with the is. NBA. You already know what it is. I already know what it is. You already know what it is. This isn't like a bone, though. This is like. This is. This is. Just a this is I'm going to look road. at my phone okay. and hope that the Venmo changes in my phone. I mean, the season ain't over yet, man. Oh, nigga. my nigga, don't you start. I mean, look, man, I, I got. I got. I got. T- what the fuck did you just throw? It's a bone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is. Menendez, Menendez, you could you could weigh in on this as well. I mean, so, listen, listen. At listen. the beginning of this season, mm-hmm. the beginning of the season, Jaquise Neal, you looked in my face. I did and not. You told me that I was oh, because you were not here. Because I wasn't here. So I was, it was on, on the, the phone. phone. <laughs> <laughs> your story you already me, falling apart. You looked you in your phone <laughs> on the other side of the phone was another phone, and in front of that phone, my face. You told me I was crazy. You told me I was a hater. I did because not say any of these Edgar things. That the Lakers things, were said. going to be a top four team oh, you did not. in the West. Okay. You did not. First of all, I will. Wait, here, here's the, the thing. What was the bet? Oh, can I have the bone? Here's Pass the, the thing. bone to me. Here's the thing. What was the actual bet? It was. We'll see. There was a there was a segment there was, of the bet there where, was Jaquise, stipulations. where Jaquise and I would just equal each other out. Okay, but so right now there's no way that's gonna happen. Here's what I want from you, Dan. I want you to go find that episode, and I want you not right now. But for an episode coming up, I want us to just get that part of the clip out and play it. Because I don't remember calling you a hater. I, I remember saying Lakers would finish top four. 
Listen. And most, let me tell you something. This episode was just just sounded like this. <laughs> it was. It was. Oh, please don't do that Sorry. again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that I, was va- or warn us. I quite. Yeah. I, I quite enjoyed it, but uh, I'm, so but I'm a uh, but I'm a pervert. So he's a pervert. See. <laughs> There we go. Be. Mike Menendez. I like dressing up as an orange and telling women to come get this vitamin C. You know, little shit like that. <laughs> but anyway, no, <laughs> usually people don't. The views of Mike Menendez yeah, do not don't out themselves. Coincide with those. I just want to get ahead of this before it comes out and I get my Blue's Clues job taken away. Uh, I told you guys on that podcast I do listen, that. Let listen. me host Blue's Clues. I auditioned for Blue's Clues last year. I also year. auditioned for Blue's Clues. Are you serious? Uh, worst audition of my life. They stopped me midway through. How said, dare you guys try to take your Doya Travis's? Oh, that, shit, yeah, bro. that was supposed to be your Doya's. I can't. I can't believe he didn't get it. Isn't Yadoya the one who has essentially like resurrected the idea? Of yeah, he's thing? the one who would tweet about it, and then they were like, "This is a good idea." And then they did Let's it, and it. then that nigga still didn't get it. I mean, <laughs> they went with the they went with I think a a no. Did they go with the chick? I don't remember. I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Well, but all right, all right let's, let's go back go, to the. Let's Lakers. talk about this shit. Uh, <laughs> let me say this. Let me let me let let me say this. All right, now this is all spawning from last season. That's You're right. a basketball fan, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, I love oh, that. Of course. So this is all spawned from last season when I said that the Timberwolves would finish top four. Top four. Right? In, in the West. But here's the thing. Here's, here is what I cannot wrap my around. You're laughing. I cannot wrap my head around this. First of all, Jimmy Butler went down for 20 games, right? Mm-hmm. And still, the Timberwolves, which they did finish seventh, but it was they one. eighth. They finished seventh or eighth. It was one fucking game between eighth and third. So the fact that He's you thought, wrong, the man. fact that you guys think I was so off base with that prediction. My nigga, they played if Jimmy a Butler, game. If they Jimmy played. Butler does, if Jimmy Butler plays three extra games, they finish third in, now, in the West. Here last is year. where I have you, Jaquees. Is I specifically told you uh-huh. when we were talking about the Lakers, I said. I feel like LeBron James will get injured. I, I yes. brought up his age, and I said I you feel did. like he would get injured. I, I agree also with you said too. Luke Walton will be on the hot seat for the entire season, or will mm-hmm. get fired. Mm-hmm. I'm, there has not been a single thing I have said on that podcast that is not Lakers. fucking true Listen. about the Lakers. I also said that the Thunder. You called me crazy for this. I also said the Thunder will be a top three team. You did. Yeah, I did call you crazy <laughs> you for that, and they are top three, and they might finish and number by two. Far. Yeah, they, listen. I've been avoiding Edgar for like four months because every and it, I hate listen. this. Everything he said has been right, and it hurts my soul. Listen, like I'm, I'm crying. Listen, I think the Magic are still in it. <laughs> hey, listen. I said I said the Bulls could possibly yeah, get an. That AC. was the wildest thing that, you've I, ever said. That was my wild pick. The Bulls. As we had like, no, what's no. your wildest prediction? And that was it. Yeah, they're, they're, they, they're tanking they, for Zion. They made Jabari they Parker to. a terrible basketball. Player. They did. Here's the fucking thing. Before the LeBron injury, and I know, look, injuries have everything to do with it. It's a part of the game. So I can't say that that's, like, I, it can't be excused for it. But the Lakers were trending up. They were top, they were in the fourth seed. They were trending that up. That day when they lo- when they beat the Warriors. Yes. And they I were watched look- that game. And you. they were looking like they were on their way to being a pretty damn okay team. Mm-hmm. Right? He goes down. They fucking started tanking. But then what really fucked it up. Was the trade shit? Of course, he killed the fucking. He killed the locker room with that and shit. Also, and also, it's not even just LeBron being hurt. It's Lonzo. It was I mean, Rondo. It was Rondo like, was big. Rondo was huge. They Rondo, for some reason traded away Zubac for no fucking reason. It's weird for man. a nigga yeah. who hasn't even seen minutes and, yet. And, I don't think JaVale McGee is starting. Yeah, JaVale McGee is starting. Tyson Chandler. Darren Tyson Chandler gets quality minutes. I mean, he's what just you, nine million years old. What did you think? What did you? Where did you see the Lakers at the beginning of this season? I thought maybe at best they'd be in like the six to eight range, mm-hmm. and at okay. best 
Uh, I didn't think they'd miss the playoffs. I think anybody that has LeBron. Do we still have them miss? Do we really think I, they're going to miss I the playoffs? I think they miss no. the playoffs. I think they miss I the think playoffs. The I think they come in eighth seed. I think they come in the eighth seed. I think they come who, in the who eighth seed. Who is in the eighth realm? It's like Sacramento right now? I think, no, nah, I think it's the Clippers. The Clippers? Let me look right now on Bleacher Report. Clippers are, Clippers are like, I, and they gave away Tobias Harris. Right now it's uh, Hornets. In the, no, that's Eastern. I apologize. East. The eighth is uh, Spurs. Oh, wow. Seventh is Clippers. So you trust Popovich or you trust LeBron? Popovich. I mean, Popovich is going to go up. <laughs> That's hard. Popovich is going to go up. Popovich is going to go up. Popovich always finds a way to make the playoffs. He even finds a way. Like, I think tonight's game will let us know how their season is going. Because I, yeah. I, I think if they Spurs lose to the up. Pelicans at home, yeah, that's going to be a loss. That like, because I think right now everyone's been talking about it statistically and stuff like that. But this is the first time where we're looking at a team that statistically should be better than this. Mm-hmm. This is pure psychology. Like, yeah, everything that's happening in this team is pure psychology. You see it. And the same thing with the Celtics. On paper, the Celtics should be the best team, if not number two team in the East. But there is something happening they in got, that locker room well, that we the don't thing know. Is they, get, they got too gassed up as a team, mm. and then they don't have a leader to bring them back. Kyrie yeah. Irving is not that guy. Yeah, Kyrie Irving's not the type of leader. He said it. He, he apologized to LeBron. He's like, I didn't know what I was handling. Kyrie Irving just wants to play basketball and go yeah. home. He doesn't want to, like, talk with people or anything yeah. like that. He's There's the, a certain kind of leadership that it comes to yeah. that you can lead a team like that. I feel like Tatum could end up being that kind of guy. But he's too young right now. He's too young no right now. No one's going to listen to a 20-year-old no. giving him He's too young, and they're going to have him as trade bait for AD. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I mean, look, dude. If I will say this. I will say this. I've come a long way in my views of LeBron James. Uh, LeBron James is I I will I will gladly say that my biases will still put Michael Jordan in number one cause, and I did watch him play a lot, but LeBron James for me, he's he's one and two and I don't care where you put him in the argument. Uh, if you put him at one, fine. Uh, if you put him at two, fine. Like he has he's earned the right where it is okay to call him the greatest player of all time. And I still think it's okay for people who saw Jordan play to say they think that. If LeBron missed the playoffs this year, man, my LeBron hate is going to be fucking on fire. Yeah. Because it will, I mean, it will joy me like no other. Like I haven't felt since they lost against the Mavericks. And that's why I'm thinking that this season for me, because look, I, I got really into NBA Reddit this year, which was a mistake. And I like... I'm watching these niggas talk about, like, the stats, and Jordan never stopped being a premier defender. Yeah. And the tapes of LeBron James playing defense right now, to me, are disgusting. Yeah. This nigga's ball watching. He's just sitting around. Like, it, I play better defense and pickup. Like, I, I put myself out there and stuff like that. So to watch this, man, that you guys Edgar want to Monk talk about. Here. I, I am a better defender than LeBron, than LeBron James. James. <laughs> Br- Bruno Capaballo will never hit a three in my face shooting 27%. By, by what, what Edgar means is if you're assuming uh, you blew past him and he's going to let you go because, hey, this ain't professional. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's gonna to hit you in the head like, <laughs> like you don't do stand-up comedy and need to stand. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is I think that this season may tarnish this man's legacy in a way that he does not expect, and I think it rightfully should. Here's the funny part about it. He's still averaging 29, like, 8 and 7. My nigga. But. But. So is Mike Conley. But. But. (laughs) The difference is that for the first time in his career, they are meaningless stats. Yes. Uh, And, like, it's like the Carlos Boozer when he was on the Bulls. 
That nigga was going to give you 20 and 10 probably. Yeah. But it was the most useless 20 and 10 that you could possibly fucking have on the basketball court. And it was like, what? The? And then in the fourth quarter, when you really need it, that's when he shrank away. Of course. Uh, this is why I've been so upset. And I know we're supposed to be going to break, but I've been so upset that this man has been posting up on Instagram on losses. Damn, I just passed the assist thing. Or damn, I was I'm just like, talking about who how did that? LeBron. LeBron. He's doing what? He's been talking about his like achievements. His yeah, this and is, it's and it's this, and, and losses, my nigga. Can you imagine if y'all had a trash ass Harold, and then somebody went on Twitter and was just like, damn, you know, I had a funny group game initiation. You would <laughs> kill that nigga. You'd be like, fuck you, bro. We all failed, and here you are talking about how well you did in this one thing. Yeah, I muted his stories. I, I mean, like, I, I don't follow him, but like, I was like, I, you, you I literally just lost. You turned them up. You turned them up. No, turned them up. You turned the stories you up. You just lost <laughs> so badly. Why are you? But that, you know what? But that's indicative upon the NBA as a culture now. Right. It's a much more player-driven league. Like, right. I don't even know people who are fans of teams anymore. They're no. more fans of players. They're fans of individual players. Like, fans I, of players. Like, how many people are going to become Knicks fans when Kyrie Irving, go, if Kyrie Irving goes there? A bunch. A bunch. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's completely. It's made. The NBA fun for me. I still like the Miami Heat, but I I won't tune into their game. What do I want to watch? Hassan Whiteside throw it to Drogic for a thing. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've I've seen half a bull. Hey, game Justice this year. Winslow has a new haircut. This yeah. is fun. I like. That's a good point. I've seen I've on. seen I've seen half a Bulls game this year because even though I'm a Bulls fan, it's so painful to watch bad basketball. Yes, uh, because we are because we see teams like Golden State who can play 46 terrible minutes and beat you in two minutes. Yeah. Because so, they can just turn it the fuck on yeah. and play basketball like you've never seen a team play play before. It's, it, so, yeah, I, I will always be a Bulls fan. I, I'm not a huge, like, I'll follow the player. But, like, you don't have just a connection with just your team anymore because – Everybody changes teams too fucking often. It's the Instagramization of the NBA. Yeah, mm, everybody has a per- I like you know. I know I know that Ben Simmons is dating Kendall Jenner without looking it up myself. Yeah, my man. I know too much. <laughs> I know too much about people. That's why the people that I really value in in all facets of life, in any sort of like art or sports, are the people that I know the least about. Mm. Like I love Kendrick Lamar and Frank Ocean more than anybody in music because I don't hear they're ghosts. shit. They're ghosts. I don't hear shit until music they're comes ghosts. out, and I don't hear shit after it comes out. Yeah, there's a, and there's certain players like that 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 I love watching in the NBA that just go about their business and they don't care. I don't the hear Tim about Duncans. them. The Tim Duncans. For a while, Dwayne Wade was kind of like that. <laughs> I think Wayne, Tim Duncan, I know too little. Well, Dwayne about. Wade, Dwayne Wade was kind of like that for a little while until, until he started LeBron dating Gabriel Union. Like he was a quieter guy yeah. and everything like that. And I say the banana boat got his ass. Yeah, I think the banana <laughs> boat got his then ass. Then that's man. when he was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> I ain't got to just do these Converse commercials to get no. hype." <laughs> 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 All, All right, we gotta, we gotta, yeah, we gotta go to break. Yeah, so let's do that now. We back. I gotta say, Jaquees, that was the laziest you've ever gone to break in your life. It is, and I'm here for it, guys. I'm here for <laughs> it. Uh, Mike was like, what the fuck just happened? And now. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been, like, smoother. And now. Well, he usually is, man. Jaquees is You gotta do it like the wave, man. Oh, that's uh, 94.7 The Wave. This break goes out from Tamara to Jason. She misses you and can't wait for you to come home to her loving. <laughs> Yo. 95.5 used the mi- to do that. And you kiss the microphone with break. Break. <laughs> 
This break goes out to all the ladies. <laughs> and just yeah. do and just do Culture Kings to to the same melody as 947. No, come on. Man. Culture <laughs> King. <laughs> I got my new. I got All right, let's go to another break. <laughs> let's make this real quick though. We, we, this can just be the music and we'll come right back. But here you here we go. All right, let me hear Jakees. <laughs> this break goes out to all the ladies <laughs> out there who is feeling a little saucy in they pasta. <laughs> I get what he's saying. <laughs> I understand what he's saying. We'll be right back on Culture King. I ate a lot of pasta. There's going to be too much sauce in that pasta. Oh, that's, that's, that's a terrible metaphor. <laughs> that's a disgusting metaphor. It was very nice. Got some sauce in their pasta. <laughs> this goes out to all the fellas who don't have enough butter on their bread. That's what it goes out to, y'all. All right. All right. Uh, can we... Is this... Can I... Today is Monday. No, today is not Monday. What's the day? Wednesday? Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. So we don't have to on. talk about this too long because I know you had something else you wanted to talk about. Oh, no, nothing nothing at all. I mean, but, I, just wanna, I'm just, I just love talking to my boy. Yeah. But, Mike, you're a comedian. You do stand-up. So I feel like, you know, like we do improv. So we, we have to stay informed on the zeitgeist. But uh, truly, you don't have to comment on it as much as I feel like a stand-up comedian can, right? Uh, stand, a stand-up comedian doesn't have to. But a lot of times you'll get tired of it on the improv world because too many fucking teams are doing like whatever's topical mm-hmm. that week, right? Mm-hmm. What's your take on this whole shit going on like with, uh, what's his name, Michael Cohen? I'm not informed on any of those things. Okay. Uh, to me, it's become too much of a circus and too yeah. much to keep up with, and I just don't care. Yeah. The thing is, here's the thing. I... Uh, so even as a Edgar, comedian, Edgar's seen my act. It's not very. It's not rooted in anything that's topical. Yeah, I don't think your act okay. is very topical. No, it's Great. it's based. It's a lot of silliness and things that are personal to me. Like I'll I'll take like something that's really honest to me, and then I'll and I'll just like I'll take a shovel and just put absurdity on it until like there's just the core there. You're usually you the butt of a lot of your own jokes. I'm the butt of a lot of my own jokes. I have I have a joke that I that I I started dressing better because I went to a house party and there was a dog at that party wearing the same sweater as me. So like I'm like the I'm like the butt of a lot of my own jokes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um well, it, it it's weird. I feel like a lot of stand up it's like it's become like journalism. Yeah, which I, I honestly hate. I which hate is it. why I was wondering I what your too. take was well, on it because it it's become like Every once in a while, like improv, where yeah. it's too fucking much. Well, every once in a while, there's a fad that appears, and people see it as like an express lane. And instead of mm. waiting in traffic, they all go in the express lane. And the problem is, if everyone goes in the express lane, they cause another jam. And then mm. where I'm at is gonna go faster. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's the perfect analogy. I it. totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Where yeah. I, I see it all the time, where like everyone sees that the left lane is slow, and they try to cut around to that right. Yeah, lane. now they're trapped. Like, yeah, I mean, it, I call it the and ways effect. <laughs> yeah, like when when you're on the road and you start seeing everybody turn right, mm-hmm. and you realize ways is telling you to too. Exactly. It's like, no, I'm just gonna go ahead and go straight. All right, I want everyone <laughs> to give one more metaphor. All right. so I'm gonna give one more. <laughs> it's ahead. like. It's like when you see a girl at the bar and then everybody start talking to her. So you're like, oh, I'm going to go talk to another girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then everybody just come and talk to that other girl. All right, man, then let's go. It's like when you aim a gun at the moon as it's setting, but then it sets and you don't get the shot off. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 I get that. All right, Jaquez, you go, you go. Y'all you know, got a crazy uncle? All right. You know, it's... <laughs> so, no, you... but uh, to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get my metaphor out, Mike? Oh, you got Can I get metaphor? my metaphor out? I got one. Go All right, go for it, go for it. It's like when you see everybody eating the nachos <laughs> and you know they're going to have the bubble guts so you go to the bathroom first, but you ain't had no shit to come out. 
I don't know. I don't know if that applies, Jaquise. That's much better than whatever Mike just <laughs> yeah, said. I mean, what Mike said was crazy. But <laughs> but is it? But is it crazier than the times we live in? And that's the point, guys. That's the point. That's the whole point of the and conversation. That's the point. <laughs> Well, we're going to go on another break. This break is ball teeth now. I know what you're saying. To answer your question, because the thing is, I was in, I studied journalism in college college right. before I decided to do You went theater. to the U, right? The U, the University of Miami. Um, mm-hmm. I wish I could boast more about it. But Did you go with The Rock? I man, The Rock. The Rock is, is a great alumnus of the University of Miami. Love The Rock. Yeah. Um, but, um, so I'd studied journalism and everything like that, and I got out of journalism because I kind of saw where it was heading. The problem is that the 24-hour news cycle has uh, caused people to release information too early. Did you guys ever read about Watergate, uh, Bernstein and Woodward, how long it took them to break Watergate? It took a few years. Yeah, 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 yeah. It took a few years, but every journalist nowadays wants that aha moment, but within 10 minutes. Yeah. As opposed to really getting the work done and really like kind of withholding things until a bigger story appears. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have that kind of time anymore from a business perspective yeah. and it kind of translates to comedy too because everyone wants to give their take on what just happened in the news today and then they're you know those jokes will not be worth anything in a few months i mean that's exactly what happened with the smollier case yeah. right where like mm-hmm. the chicago pd chicago pd comedians everybody wanted to have this take on it real quick mm-hmm. so then like you know chicago pd was just like this nigga's lying mm-hmm. and everyone went all wild on that and then now the FBI is like, oh, well, we're not done solving the case. Like, we're nowhere close to solving the case. And here's more information. Now this nigga's not lying. And, like, it just makes this entire industry look like fools. Like, this, every spectrum of it looks like fools because we all hopped on this thing with zero information. Mm-hmm. Nothing was ready yet. And now we're, like, we're left with even less answers than we had before. Yeah, and then yeah. It, and all that stuff is already out in the ether, man. It's yeah. Like, and the, the thing is, is that I've never liked doing topical humor because, to me, uh, to me, if I don't have a special take on it, if so, if you can imagine somebody else telling my jokes, I don't say that shit. Mm. So it, there's a lot of people that you could see that like you hear a joke and you can kind of interchange them between people because they do a very similar style. Like the they, late night hosts all are like, they dress the same. You know, yeah, what I'm they're all like, gonna have the same Michael Cohen jokes tonight. Like yeah. a, a little bit similar Michael Cohen jokes tonight on their monologues. But the thing is, is that if you're a comedian, if you're a stand up comedian, you're competing with Dave Chappelle on topical things. You're competing with Joe Rogan on topical things because those are the people that people listen to first mm. because they're the top dogs in this industry. Mm-hmm. Or you'll or, or Michelle Wolf or Hassan Minaj yeah. in a more uh, because their shows are more politically charged. Yeah, um, I'm I'm on the come up, so I I have to do things that are special to me. Yeah, at this point, and frankly, it's what I like better. Like growing up, I loved Eddie Murphy, Robin Williams, and Steve Martin. Those were my guys. All those guys are silly. All those guys are manic. All those guys are energetic. That's the kind of stuff I liked. And I was like a class clown, too. It's only when I started doing stand-up comedy that I started meeting um, people who are highly educated, who kind of look at stand-up like it's, it's, a, it's like a science, which it, which mm. it is. But, I, but looking at it as like uh, looking at it from a, from a standpoint of like every joke has an equation, which is true, but I loved trying to like figure out my own equation and doing things that make me uncomfortable on stage that might not necessarily work. But yeah. when they do work, that's when like the endorphin buzz in my head goes off. And it's better than any drug in the world. Like when you like take a chance on something and it happens. To me, topical shit, you're not taking a lot of chances. I I, I get what you're saying because there, there has come to this thing and like I've been guilty of it before where you got to 
this level of like clapter where mm-hmm. you're only saying something because you know that everyone in that audience almost agrees with you, right? Yeah. Like if I got on stage right now and I'm like, people are dumb if they think black lives don't matter, there's chances that most people in that audience will agree with me. And like, yeah, I like I like what you're saying of like, it's, one, it's not challenging yourself and two, it doesn't really set you apart from anybody else. No, it's, and you're you're a part of this, this thing. The thing was that, you know, I, I got in trouble a lot in high school. Like, uh, like for joking around. Yeah. I got treated the same way that like violent students got treated for disrupting class. Yeah. And the reason was that I didn't want to be a part of the administration or the way of life at that school. I wanted to be funny and have a good time and all that stuff. <clears throat> and, and, you know, in retrospect, I, I, it wasn't fair to the teachers. I didn't think about them having families and I, they don't need me as trouble. But you learn that shit later. But um, to me, when people do this kind of material, it's like they're, it's like they become a part of an institution and to me comedians shouldn't be part of an institution they should be they should be their own thing mm. meaning like if i can tell if i can going back to if i can see someone else telling your jokes you're not being specific enough to you yeah, so I, you're betraying yourself a little bit you think. you're betraying yourself a little bit i think what makes for instance i think what makes dave Chappelle amazing someone like dave Chappelle. i don't think of dave Chappelle as like a black comedian i think of dave Chappelle as a comedian who just happens to be black. Like, he has more pride in being Dave Chappelle than whatever the U.S. census says he is. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying by that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think I understand what you're saying. Or, like, Bill Burr is, like, a like a like an Irish guy from Boston. But he's different from Irish guys from Boston. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? He's, he's Bill he's Burr. He's not relying on that part of his identity. He's not relying on that part of his identity. And, and, and when you're that, you can maneuver between different groups. Mm-hmm. You can... Sacagawea throughout. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's the end of the episode, y'all. We, uh... You can, you could be Lewis and Clark and Sacagawea at the same time. Yeah. Like, do you understand what I'm saying, man? I, I really no. think you lost your key. I had yeah, four Flintstones me. vitamins today and a Mountain Dew, so I'm charged up, baby. Bro, let me tell you something. That them Flintstones are too specific, bro. Them, Fl- them <laughs> Flintstone vitamins used to be on point, man. Oh yeah, them things was candy. Three, they were three Bam Bams and a Wilma, and I'm wavy, man. I'm, just I'm sure <laughs> they are candy, right? It's not. They're not vitamins. I mean, vitamins. No, vitamins. The argument for vitamins, vitamins is very, very thin. Yeah. In my opinion. Like, like I, I don't really believe that. I mean, I've heard. You know some shit, and I also think, oh, you mean just vitamins in general? Yeah, I, I oh. think the argument for them is bullshit. Like it's like <laughs> taking them in pill form isn't that much better than just eating properly. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. But, but the I don't Flintstone know. vitamins. I feel like I'm gonna say this and then say it. I'm not gonna say who this person is, but they're gonna be up in my mentions with an essay about why I'm wrong. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> say it and say tell it. us who it is. Nah, you know who it is. Uh, do I? If you oh, don't, a health you don't. person, huh? Health person? It's not a health person. Oh, this person okay. just, you know, every everything oh, I, I do. Well, they, it's they still send me it. a long correction. I'm not gonna say it. Say it and block their ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna block. Their ass. Text them right now. Meet me at the nearest number. basketball park. I don't have their number. Let's squash this. Let's squash this. Let's squash this shit. Everything right gets squashed now. on the basketball court. <laughs> that I don't know. I think something's fester on the basketball court. No, something's better. You don't have to tell us. Fine, I'll tell a secret. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Which, by the way, speaking of things getting settled on a basketball court, I was watching Love and Basketball the other day. Is there Great a better movie. ending scene than Play Me for Your Heart? I've Great never movie. seen it. You've, You've never, never seen, seen Love and Basketball? I've never seen it, bro. I've never seen it. Where we at? Culture, Where, how, long, how long before we got to take a break? You're a culture clown. Where we at? How long before we got to take a break? We're at 
you could take let's it. take it right now because I need to I need to regroup. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back, and Edgar will be banned from the episode from here on out, guys. <laughs> We back, y'all. Uh, I've decided to let Edgar stay, but I cannot fucking believe you've never seen I'll make a list of quote-unquote black movies that I haven't seen, and I'll forward it to you. I mean, like, not even just from a black movie perspective. It's a, it's as a, a basketball, movie. it's a great movie. It's a great basketball, a basketball movie. Basketball I think, basketball as a kid, movie. I was it's just like, romance oh, movie. this is a romance movie. You know what I'm saying? And I never really watched it. It is a romance it. movie, but that's it's why a good I never one. really watched it. But, both the actors but then are also, good now think about all the other romance movies that I've seen, it's kind of wild that I haven't seen that one. I've seen Save the Last Dance. So you should see That's it the whack. next time we record. I've seen... Uh, Save the Last Dance is awful. Did you say that was a basketball movie? No, I said romance movie. I heard basketball I've movie for some reason. I've seen Step Up. Also awful. I've seen... Uh, uh, what's that one where the girl had cancer, but he didn't know, and then she he finds out? Uh, All the Stars or something like that? A Walk to like Remember. That. A Walk to... So you saw that all was the movies. That was a film to forget? <laughs> you, saw, <laughs> right. you saw all the movies that, like... <laughs> Your white girlfriends made you watch yeah. in high school. Yeah. So you saw the oh, white. So you saw all the white devils fall in love. But yeah, you know. with the white, with the black. <laughs> you saw the white. You know, you why is that not devil. a movie? The white devil the white falls devil. in love. <laughs> oh my God, my horns have fallen. I'm in love. <laughs> Man, Michael Sarah's good in this, dude. It, <laughs> he would be in it. He would be in that. He would but be he'd be like, he'd be like, a, he'd be like a, a fumbly, funny white devil. Like his yeah. horns keep hitting yeah. chandeliers, and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Michael Sarah is great. I, He's I great. He's very uh, Can all right. Will you watch Love and Basketball before next week? Yeah, I'll watch it. Can we? Can we? Can we do a '90s review? When did that movie come out? Can we do a 2000s review of Love and Basketball? Absolutely. I'll tell you what stuck, what didn't right. work. Okay. So all right. I, need, I need to watch He Got Game as well. Are you? Ser- That's the best basketball oh, movie there's ever been. Come on, bro. What the? Damn. I gotta watch it, bro. Y'all sit here and act like I wasn't raised. You can't say a, y'all. After like you I said wasn't raised in a. I, I wasn't raised in a cult. That's what y'all y'all acting like I wasn't raised in a oh, religion that's where. That's true. What? Hold on. What happened? Hold the fuck on. What happened? So you just said your bullshit. Uh huh. And I got uh, upset. And I was about to walk outside and jump off the. Off the and and Dan was like, "Don't open the door. There's poisonous gas out there." Wait, what? What the, what the <laughs> what fuck? Y'all got that? us recording that. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Way to take the heat off that. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, wait, wait, Excuse me, uncultured. We have to get to crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this. Airtight sealed, and all of the get all of the glues and stuff, oh. the epoxy they use to seal it in is in there, so you can't go in there. Oh, wait, that, hold on. But ain't that outside? That's outside. No, 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 oh there's no, there's another window. There's you know what? There's that, a glass. Oh. <laughs> That sounds reasonable. That's an email y'all niggas should have sent out. <laughs> y'all can't, man, I could have came out here and went out there to go talk on the phone or some shit. That's an email, my nigga. That's a company-wide email. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, even if we can't open it, I think it's insane that there is a chamber in this office that is filled with poisonous gas. And we even know, work- is it that insane? Huh? Is it that insane? It's That's insane. crazy. <laughs> it's insane. That's crazy. 
I asked oh him if he was in the recording booth. He said, no, you'll die. And I was like, what? Good <laughs> fucking Lord. Oh, <laughs> death. <laughs> Fun. Oh, my God. I That's did wild. not know. All right, Sophie. We every office in I hope you know, know. Sophie. Every that we office don't in corporate you. America should have this. Should have the chamber room. <laughs> yo, whenever we have a bad guest, we're gonna be like, yo, why don't you go step outside for a second? Hey, have a quick, you know, hey, have a quick smoke outside. Have a quick smoke outside and <laughs> light a cigarette. Uh, uh, that's there, a great bro. story about your time in the KKK. Why don't you enjoy uh, our lovely balcony? <laughs> <laughs> I would wonder how that guest got on in the first place. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. The KKK guest. <laughs> Let me tell you something. If anybody that listens to this show knows somebody who's in the KKK <laughs> who would come on this show, they have an open invitation. <laughs> we will lift our white man <laughs> We band. will lift our white man band for a member of the KKK <laughs> to come and talk to Just us. Just because I, think I hope you get a call. I hope, you're I hope like, we do. It's like, I don't like black people, but I love loving love basketball. And I- <laughs> I was in the KKK, but I like I like to come I like to come and talk about loving basketball and just loving basketball. <laughs> Play me for your heart. Fuck that gets me every time. Oh man, <laughs> shit that gets me every time. That's so every goddamn time. Every goddamn time to see them niggas fall in love like that. <laughs> that's so wild. I mean, I, hope I you get that's, that call. That stopped me in my tracks, dude. That he said that it was full of poisonous gas. <laughs> This is the first time you guys have heard this and all the time you've done this podcast? Yes, dude. Yeah. The reaction you just saw was 100% genuine. <laughs> I did not know. You've just been carrying the secret. You've just been carrying the secret with you yeah. next to it. That's uh, true. You sit right there, bro. You're not uh, worried. DJ Dan knew. Yeah, he's the one who told us. I did not know. I just wanted Ooh. to. All right, guess. listen. I want to apologize for to the fans because... The fuck that I'm sure the decibel level on this episode just went up. Well, let's not forget that we started this episode with Sophie screaming into the mic. That's true. You're you know welcome. what's crazy is that I looked out this thing and I was like, that's a really nice view. And Dan's looking at it like that's a death box. <laughs> 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 and he just holds the secret in. Dan, how many murders have you seen that you haven't told anybody about? <laughs> yeah. You wa- how many people have you watched Jack O'Brien kill with his hands? <laughs> Were you ever friends with Suge Knight? Like, how much have you seen that you haven't talked about? <laughs> oh He's the gosh. one white guy that hung out with Suge Knight. <laughs> That's the most dangerous That's dude in Dan. the That's Dan. That's the most dangerous. <laughs> That's a great well, joke. speaking of, you know, things that could kill you, let's talk about your Molly experience. Yes. Uh, your first time doing Molly? Yes. Let me preface this by saying... I am not a drug guy per se. Yeah, I've never, I don't think I've even seen you smoke weed. No, I smoke weed every once in a while, like if I want to go to sleep or something. I don't like yeah. being around people doing it. I don't like doing most drugs around people. Like mm. the thing is, I've done mushrooms twice, and both times I had major questions to answer in my brain. Right? <laughs> so I only do, I only do those kinds of drugs if I can't figure something out, as opposed to just doing them to yeah, do them. you're not a recreational user. I'm not, not a recreational it's user. It's like a spiritual thing for you. It's a so. spiritual thing for me. I think it's part, partly I, I had a Jesuit education in high school. Mm-hmm. You guys know the Jesuits? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're like the hippies of the, of, the Catholic. Of the Catholic mm-hmm. But like Pope Francis, like I, I don't. You know, I I don't have time to hate gay people. I got things to do. Yeah. That's a really controversial statement within the church. All the other ones like, no, we hate them. I'm like, no, nah, I got shit to do. Yeah, right. yeah. They're yeah. hippies. So it's like, it, it, yeah. So there's a spiritual aspect to it. So I did it on a on Sunday with a uh, with a couple waitresses from the bar I work at. Both both beautiful women, both lovely people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was great. And then we went to a nice, calm location. It was like a restaurant bar with like dim lighting. 
I didn't want to hear any of that bullshit music that people listen to on Molly. <laughs> Essentially, what that thing is to me is that like shit. is like people concentrate on one sound. And they're like, isn't this like it? You like? Do you like? Isn't it cool that they're just hitting shit around their apartment and going like, that's music, right? No, <laughs> it's not music. Also, the beginning of that sounded like Lowrider. It is. Yeah, yeah, but then there's other things that come in. Dun, 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 dun. I would yeah. love to take Molly and just listen to that song. To Lowrider. <laughs> just yeah. over and over again. But anyway, I was I was there, and it, it hit while I was in the restroom, and then it was just really nice. Like, all the negative thoughts that I've had, because... It's been a very weird year for me in mm. terms of I broke up with someone last February that I was living with. Oh um, my God. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. And, uh, you know, uh, the people I started comedy with are kind of going in separate directions. So I kind of didn't have that uh, that support system really anymore. Um, and I had to figure out a lot of things. And it's like I was saying, I felt like I was on the road to being one of those guys that we talk about. It's like yeah. they lost their damn mind. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so I, I did it, and it was great. Like, all the negative thoughts just kept, like, they kept getting swatted down. Mm-hmm. They kept getting swatted down. And luckily, I took notes on my phone that were time-stamped. So even when the high wore off, I still had that line of thinking. Yeah. Because I think that's the problem. People do those things, and then they, they, all they remember is the high, and they get depressed. As opposed to what did you learn from the high? Yeah, because sometimes you just like, yeah, you'll do the drug and you'll have all these epiphanies, but like you said, you don't write them you down. You don't write and them down. And you come back and you'll be like, damn, I don't remember shit. You don't remember a damn thing. What- I uh, I used to do, uh, uh, well, not necessarily Molly. I've never done straight up Molly, but I used to do X a lot mm. in, uh, in high school. Mm. And it was not a good time because of how regularly I did it. Mm. I already suffered from a serotonin deficiency. Mm. So it was like basically flooring an H3. Every time I did it and just being like, why am I out of gas? It's like, because you've been driving 120 on the highway back and forth a bunch of times. And a Hummer 3. Yeah. So, like, I, like, uh, I had a big, bad crash on it in, in uh, at the end of high school. Because I was doing, like, two, three deep a weekend mm-hmm. with pills. Mm-hmm. That's just great. I've never done Molly. It's- I've only ever smoked weed. And I'm okay with that. Really? Yeah. Never done shrooms, nothing like that? Nah. Shrooms are great. Shrooms, shrooms are great, man. Shrooms are terrifying, but they're great. Yeah, see, I don't... you learn something about yourself. Oh yeah, I, I, I have enough panic attacks to think that I don't want to do that shit. It's environment, I would... bro. I think it's truly. It's environment. environment. I've done it. <clears throat> I did shrooms in the Florida Keys mm-hmm. uh, with two of my best friends, and then another uh, time I did on Malibu Beach with three comedian friends and my brother watching us. So yeah, it is environment, and it's a big thing. Yeah. Big thing is environment. And so three times I've done major drugs have been with different sets of people. Mm-hmm. But all people I love and Exactly. Because I remember the one time I did shrooms and I didn't like it. Yeah. It was because I did it around a group of people that I didn't really fuck with. Oh, no. And I ran into my ex in the cafeteria while I was on it. And it Ooh. was the worst time of my life. Probably had wings and was like breathing fire in front of your face. Of course, and I could so you hallucinated and shit. I hallucinated. But- I heard all these people talking about because we had just broken up the night before, mm. and I heard all these people talking about it in my head. Like it sounded like the whole calf was like, like you know, in the movies when they walk into the thing, they're like, Edgar, 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 did you hear it? And he that's what it sounded tank. like in my. <laughs> 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 you had to sneak that in. You had to sneak that in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but like it sounded like that, and then I just remember running out. But like that was the only. But the other times, I was with friends. Yeah. We were in yeah. a comfortable spot. We had good music on, and it was such a great experience. But, and that's the thing, though. But even having like too much alcohol in your system when you're around someone you can't of stand, course. it's any, it's anything. It's but anything. yeah, that stuff is multiplied. So I was in this very dimly lit, lovely Hollywood restaurant where like all the waiters and shit have like 
vest and and ties and you know i i was there with two waitresses and when we met two other co-workers the girl's boyfriend works there so he was hooking up with us up with drinks and we were having a wonderful time and i was just like i i liked it because the music was low enough that i could like see what was going on in my brain and here's the thing i was listening more than i've ever listened in my life because you know me i'm on a lot of the time of course i've of gotten course. better since you've known me but like i used to be just like all the time. This is joke machine, joke machine. Joke, just whatever. It's it's one of these things like it's like if comedy's basketball, I'd go on dates dribbling a basketball. Like, <laughs> and she's like, "You're not playing right now." I was like, "Always playing." So, <laughs> basketball never stops. So, so um, true. And in these moments, there were moments where they were talking. These beautiful women, all the, all of them are beautiful and very nice. And they were talking. There were moments that I was like, <clears throat> I was like, "You wanted to say a joke just now to make this conversation about you, and you didn't do it." And that's okay. That's okay. So that was the first thing. And then another thing was uh, realizing that most things, and I have a weird competitive issue inside of me. Mm. I feel like I have to work from a place of friction. I feel we do that as uh, as artists. We make it like sports sometimes. Like oh, that yeah. guy's getting that, so I got to do more. And I realized in my brain, I'm like, if something doesn't have a scoreboard, it's not measured in better or worse. It's just different. Mm. That's a big. That is like a big revelation to me, and it's right. a simple idea. But the thing about doing those drugs is that simple ideas become like really palpable. It's Inception. Yeah, but it's like simple <laughs> ideas. Like I love my mom is a simple idea, right? right? Right. When you're doing something like that, you really are like, no, dude, I love my mom. You know what? I, that hit me. That reminds me because there was one time when Anna was on acid that she tells me about all the time, where. Um, she was on acid, and her mom kept coming in the room and talking to her and her friends. And then Anna was just like, "My mom isn't hanging out with anyone right now. My mom is lonely." And like that, like it hit her in that moment of like, "My mom is lonely." Like that's like you said, it's a really simple idea, but on that drug, it's like magnified. Because when you're a kid, you're just like, "Man, why is my mom bothering me?" Like, go mm-hmm. the fuck. But like on that, dr- you're just so perceptive to other shit where you go, "My mom's lonely." Well, it's, it's like it's like it's like most of the time, bass and treble are like are on the same level on the soundboard or something like that. And yeah. it, it's like it's like um, ego and empathy. Egos turned down, and empathy goes up on those kind of drugs. That's yes. why I don't like cocaine because I, I Edgar will tell you I don't need help feeling no, good don't. about myself. No, you don't. Yeah. Don't need the help. If I was on coke, I'd be on this damn ceiling shooting like webs. Out You'd of my be up in that poison chamber. Yeah, I'd be up in that poison, poison chamber. I'd be up in the poison chamber, like doing jumping jacks. Like it's good in here. It's like really good to like face the, death and know I won. You need a rock in there. If you smell what the poison chamber is cooking. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but that's away. but that's away. like a big thing. You already got you already got our mod. You don't need you don't need to pull out that character. <laughs> but, but you know what I'm saying? Like especially in the type of field that we're in, where it's I've known people that have done some amazing things. Of course. So far. And I've actually done some really good things, like too. As mean as that Obi Trice joke is, I think the reason why it hit you so hard is because at that time, yes. people in your friend group were doing much we're better. Doing, than uh, we're just doing things. Like, we're I don't want to say they're doing much better than you because yeah. we're trying to move that, that talking, but they were like yeah. doing things. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing things. And I've started to find my own lane. I went on the road a lot more. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very happy when I go back to Miami because I got a lot of support now when I go back to Miami. I didn't even know I had that support there. Chicago has been amazing for me. San Francisco has been amazing for me. San Diego has been amazing for me. So I have like pockets set up to grow, and I and I like that, and I appreciate it. Um, and then you know I I just kept going along with it, and and another thing that happened, I've always had like a weird like confidence issue when it comes to women. Mm. That's another thing. Uh, there came a point where the two girls I was with, again, good friends of mine, but beautiful women, they put their arms around me and they said. 
we love you very much. You're our favorite. Now, that's not the first time I've heard that phrase in my life. Yes. I've been friend-zoned a lot in my life. I understand what you mean, where Be- they're like, you're my favorite, and this is... Be- well, because when... when And you're you're a lady, so, I mean, when, you, when you've when when you you told a guy... You're just pointing at DJ Dan for anyone who's listening. <laughs> <laughs> when you've told a, a guy you're great and you're my favorite, you mean it as a compliment, right? Of course. Yeah, but the thing is, a lot of men will take you're great, you're the best as I don't see you as a sexual being or a romantic option. Mm. That's the way it feels sometimes because that's the that's that Until primal you slide in them draws. Exactly man. right, but <laughs> but that happened. So that happened again. So they put their arms around me and they said it, and I had that thought. But then the ego swatting said, "Bro, you don't have to fuck. Look, they're not Pokemon. You don't got to fuck them all." Like, you understand mm. what I'm saying? Like, just You can just take this compliment. You can as just what take this compliment as what it is and, and maybe later they'll smarten up. Who knows? But <laughs> <laughs> and maybe and maybe later you'll slide in them drums. <laughs> Here I thought but then this was really opening no, okay, up okay, you I'm growing into like that shit. but no, it's same old same old. I really I know I really do appreciate everything that you're saying cuz I do think that there's a lot of value to that of like so many times in life we get upset, we get mad, and we don't realize that it's just pure ego. Mm-hmm. And it's not based on any fact. It's not based on anything. It's just our egos being like, I deserve this, or why is this happening not me, and stuff like that. And I really like that that's, that scoreboard uh, metaphor. I really like that because it's like – and even that, right? Because scoreboard doesn't always determine who's best. It's purely it's best quantitative. Who's, who's best that day? Yeah, right. Like we watch amazing teams in college basketball lose all the time because the team that is whacker for some reason had a great run and scored more points. All but right. that does not mean that that team, Virginia Tech, is not better than Duke. Mm-hmm. That's just a fact. It's just that day. But they beat Duke that. They just beat Duke yesterday. Day. They beat mm-hmm. that ass yesterday. You know, you know, you know what the image in my brain that's really helped me uh, feel better about things mm. is that. Okay, to me, I'm I'm around such really great comedians that are doing wonderful things. And to me, I think of it as if, like, we're under, like, an alien spaceship. And we're all under the spaceship. And people around me are just getting sucked up, sucked up, sucked up. And just there's less and less people around me. But you have to feel it's, at a certain point you're probably going to get sucked up just because you're around, you're around that group of people. Damn. That's some good shit, man. And maybe, yeah. uh, maybe. All right, Jaquise, hit me with another metaphor. Hit me with another me- <laughs> metaphor. <laughs> give me that same. Right. Me- give me another metaphor. I'm in traffic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in. I'm at a table, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a plate of nachos right in the middle of the table. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I point man. a gun at the nachos. <laughs> so I point a gun Let's at the Let's just combine all the metaphors. We <laughs> but you know what I mean? That's corny as shit. But, you but I totally saying? understand what you're saying, right? It's like, it's. I mean, I, I'll give another metaphor. So if you're at a restaurant, you see everybody's food coming. Don't worry. Your food is also coming. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? Here's a, yeah. another Did you hear the new J.I.D. Uh, album, DiCaprio 2? I haven't heard it yet. It's a wonder- so, <laughs> I, I promise you, Jaquise hasn't I heard also it. haven't heard you it. You haven't heard it? Uh, I'm the wrong person. I don't know if Jaquise even knows who J.I.D. J-I-D is. is. Amazing. I know oh, who J.I.D. is. So but good. So I good. Anyway, one of his songs, heard it. he has a song called Westbrook, which I think has been played uh, in NBA. Uh, uh, 2K. Yeah. Yeah, I probably heard it then. He has the he has this sound bite of a of a guy who I'm assuming is from East Atlanta, and he says uh, he goes, "There's two guys eating, and then one guy looks at what the other guy is eating and lets his food go cold watching another man eat." Mm. And I heard that, and he's like, "He's got the same plate, he's got the same utensils, but he's his food goes cold because he watches another man eat." And I was like, "I love this album so much." 
Damn, I gotta check out that album. I mean, that's a, really, that's a really, really good point. That's yeah. a, I mean, that happens. I mean, like I think said, that happens a lot in this city, especially because of inst- we already talked about with like Instagram and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. There's so much people watching that you're not necessarily looking at yourself. Yeah. Well, yeah. Damn, that's a lot of truths for this episode. That's that's Love something. It. What's um, the biggest truth we've said so far? Yeah. Today? What's the biggest truth that you want people to walk away with? Like? He was really wrong about the Lakers, man. This motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Where can people find you, and, uh, Menendez? Uh, at, on Instagram at Mike the Menendez, mm-hmm. and that's mainly where I do. I post all my shows and everything at Mike the Menendez. Um, yeah, and uh, I perform all around town. I do bingo at U Rustic Inn on Wednesdays, which sounds pathetic, but I actually do workshop. And that's a dope bar. A it's a great bar. The women there are lovely. They're some of my favorite people in the entire that's world. That's NBA on ESPN. No, Wednesdays I'm telling you, too, all, the, right? all the girls on Wednesdays, nine eleven. Yeah, they always yeah, play NBA games. And I, I'm telling you, all the women in this bar, I, I love them. They're all like my sisters. They're, it's like Hooters, but instead of like fake tits, like empathy, and <laughs> like that's what's there. Mm-hmm. Like all the ladies got real I'd empathy. It's true. I, I go to Eurostick. Yeah. yeah, I go to Eurostick a lot. Like, Great oh, place. Go, Please come nice. by. Tip me after bingo so I can. Do less Postmates and keep focus on my comedy. Baby. Hey, yeah, bet. let's do it, baby. And uh, don't go on Whole Thirty. Yeah, don't, don't go, go to you rustic if you're on Whole Thirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Although you guys had a, 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 a Whole Thirty option, you had like the little steak and shit, mm-hmm. which is why we went, not expecting wings? it to be. We the couldn't do the wings. The wings. We couldn't do the wings. They're breaded. Yeah, they're breaded. But we went to do that, not knowing it was bingo night, and then we played bingo and won. But you you see me do bingo right, so you you know that in between, I talk a lot in between the balls. I'm just going. He does. To, I've he had ta- a lot of jokes that have made it to my act that I don't said do it, Jaquise. <laughs> you see the joke there. But I'm don't not do gonna. It. This is this is my Molly moment. I, I see the I see the joke on it, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go there. This is my growth though. This is my growth. It's too bad he couldn't do that for that Laker prediction. Man. <laughs> <laughs> you can find. All right, Mike. <laughs> go ahead and go in this poison chamber real quick. Oh, cool. This is where, oh, that's the box where all the guests go to be photographed. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's good seeing you guys. <laughs> you can find oh, your keys. <laughs> Mike is dead. Uh, you can find Jaquise at Jaquise Neal on all social media. At Awful Graham. Hey, uh, there's, <laughs> there's gas in here. You were you a great guest, Mike. You were a great guest. Uh, <laughs> at Awful Graham on, t- on Instagram. Edgar Montplazier on the Twitter. Uh, we, as always, we got some sales up on. Uh, uh, on uh, T Public. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spring is coming up, guys. Spring is coming up. How about you get yourself a nice tank top, a yes. nice t shirt, a baseball team? Maybe you're on a softball team uh, and you want to get a baseball team. Can we can we talk to somebody about getting some pants? Get some like Culture King's pants what or the shorts? How would you want? I mean, Culture King's shorts. Culture King's shorts? Yes. Oh because then Culture you can King's walk. Pants? I thought he said pants, like, and I went. Oh, skillets? skillets! Oh, skillets! Yeah. <laughs> like skillets? You know what? I think a culture king. Like, culture yeah. king. <laughs> Damn, taste this culture king's omelet I just made. The hottest takes on your culture king skillet. <laughs> but no, somebody. So you know, for the for Some the people like out there, for the people sweats. like Iffy, you know, yeah, who got good sweats. tops. They can just walk around shirt- shirtless with the Culture King shorts. That's no. true. Culture That's King true. copies of Love and Basketball. You just put the Culture <laughs> King in the of Love and Basketball Kings. DVD. Coffee, Co- Culture King's Gray Sweats. I sincerely can't believe you've never, never seen, seen that. It, bro. It's one of the most underrated romantic movies. It is a great I will movie. go watch it. I was going to review it. How do you say your name? By, how do you say her name? By the way, is it Sinead Lathan or Sanaa oh. Lathan? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> how do you say her name? Jacquees is white. <laughs> wow, it's way off. Uh, S- uh, Sanaa Lathan. Sanaa Lathan. Stan Lathan's daughter. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. I you know who Stan Lathan is, right? 
I'm gonna check it out. All right. <laughs> he, well, he basically like he's directed all the the Chappelle uh, yeah. specials. And oh, okay. produced a lot of those. Uh, I think he was very involved with Def Jam. He was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. was like early Def Jam. Like, early Def Jam. Like, yeah. like the Poetry Jam and then the yeah, their yeah, stand up yeah. shows. Yes. All right for sure, guys. It's been a pleasure, Mike. It's been a pleasure. I love you guys, man. Thank you so much for it's good. Thank to see you. you. Yeah, it was, I mean, it just. I like these episodes where we just razzing with friends. Yes. <laughs> Let's do a deep cut for y'all niggas. Uh, wow. For the weekend. I'm offended. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ride out to a little Sunday Candy by Donnie Trumpet, y'all. Like, we love you. We shall return. Oh, slowly. Taking in my body like it's holy. I've been waiting for you for the whole week. I've been praying for you. You're my Sunday. Candy. You gotta move so.